It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited to talk today about moms with depression or moms who are feeling less than ideal we should say. Now, I think depression r- ranges, right? We have a, a span of depression everywhere from the clinically depressed to just my mood feels off today. And so there's a wide range, I think, that one could be experiencing. And so we're kind of going to talk in generalities a little bit, but I want to talk to moms who might be experiencing clinical depression, but also moms who might just be down and having a hard day with their mood or a hard couple of days or weeks or months or just aren't loving their situation right now. So I brought in someone to help us when you don't feel like your mood is where you want it to be. Uh, Emily McIntyre is a life coach and she's calling us all the way from Texas. Emily, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here, Lindsay. Thank you. Okay. So first of all, tell us what you do as a life coach and how you came to work with moms with depression. Okay. Awesome. So I help mamas with depression and mamas who are just struggling with their mood. I help them to separate the part that they have control over and then drop the shame over the part that they don't. I feel like that's the easiest way to break it down. Yeah. Um, and I came upon this type of coaching because I've had depression since I was 18. But I'm also like a very active, excited, bubbly Um, go-getter type of person and I felt like it was always so heavy when we were talking about depression and I also felt like I was lacking the tools I needed even after medication like I was medicated and yet I'm still a normal human being a normal mother and life was still hard and medication doesn't just get rid of all the hard things in your life right it just kind of brought me to zero to normal right right at that point, I was like, okay, well, what now? So, like, I want an incredible life. I want to reach my goals. And I also really steered away from doing the things I really wanted because I was like, what if my depression creeps up again? And what if my hormones change? And what if my medication stops working? Like, I just can't rely on myself. Right. Now, when you and, sorry to interrupt you, but when you ta- when you realize you said you've had depression pretty much uh, since you were a teenager, but what was kind of your experience as a mom with depression? What were you dealing with? Um, I think that I wasn't making plans with people because you just feel like you don't even really want to be around yourself, so you don't want to reach out to anybody. So you don't really tell a lot of people that you have depression. You don't tell people how you're feeling. I also felt like a lot of people would say, you know, everybody's going through something hard. And that really wasn't a relief for me. It felt like no one has time and energy to help me mm-hmm. because they're all going through their own things. Right. Um, so I think depression feels like a lot of loneliness, um, you know, incapabilities, a lot of judgment. And I think the reason why is we're trying to put some kind of blame on something for how we're feeling because it seems like it will lift some of that awful 
emotion that we're experiencing. Right. Like if I could just change, you know, my circumstance or if I could just get some help with the kids or if I could just get some, yeah. you know, all of that, I would feel better. Which usually, a lot yeah. of those times you will feel better if you do those things, but mm-hmm. you don't always have the means to just change your situation. Right. And a lot of times it comes in the form of blame rather than like, how can I do this better? Like a constructive sort of, oh, I could ask for a babysitter. I think when you're depressed, that doesn't come to your mind. It's more like, ugh, I'm feeling so horrible because my kids are out of control and my husband's never home. Right. Instead of what, you know, a feeling of productivity and abundance and I'm amazing might have you actually telling yourself, hey, I need you to come home an hour earlier or I need you to do the bus drop off in the morning so I can get a little more sleep because I have depression. Like right. that's harder to voice when you're feeling down. Right, right. So yeah. how did you get to the point where you were able to start to turn it around? Um, I think when I started telling people all the time, I just never really went through a long period where I felt shame about it. And I've always felt like that was kind of a gift that I've been given. And so I should tell people. I should tell everyone in a very annoying and constant way. <laughs> I would like always raise my hand and just be like, I experienced depression. This is my experience. And people would call me and say, hey, I think I might have postpartum depression. This is how I'm feeling. And they would decide to go talk to a doctor or, you know, they would tell their spouse, hey, I think I might have clinical depression and I don't need to feel this way. And I also had a roommate in college and together we sort of noticed that all the other women in our hall, like they would miss a class and then they would just get over it and keep going. And we would sleep through a class and it was like the world had ended. Right. We were just like struggling the rest of our day and we were just the worst and we're like, I think life is easier than this. I don't think we have to feel this way all the time. So together, me and her, we're like, all right, let's just go talk to your doctor. It's not a big deal. Let's just go feel better. Let's quit, you know, thinking that something's wrong with us and let's just go take care of it. Yeah, so we're talking with Emily McIntyre. She's now a life coach who helps moms with depression. Emily, what is your what is your message for moms who might be listening to your story and saying, yep, that's me, and I'm trying to parent on top of feeling this way, and I just feel miserable? Yes, I think that my message to mamas is that there is so much more you can do that's absolutely doable and not like adding more to your life. And you don't have to be at just normal. Even if you're struggling and you're on medication, you don't have to settle for just not being depressed. There's so much more beyond that. And that is what I do with my clients. We kind of gain some awareness over all the secondary emotions we add on top of depression by resisting it. Mm -hmm. And resisting it kind of looks like, oh, I shouldn't have to go through this anymore. This is too hard. My spouse shouldn't have to deal with a depressed wife. My kids don't deserve me being like this. Like, they deserve such a better mom who can show up at all their events and wake up in the morning with them and be so excited. All of that adds, like, shame and guilt and anger and confusion and frustration. And that's what I think most of us are walking around with, Mm. not simply depression. Right. So you're saying on, on top of dealing with the clinical piece or, or just the, the lack of a good mood, you're adding shame and, and more stuff on top of that by those thoughts you're having. Yes, absolutely. Every emotion that we have is created by a thought. It's like a chemical 
um, change is happening within us. So we have a thought and it actually sends chemicals down and we have a vibration in our body. And that's why we call emotions feelings. We're physically feeling them in our body. And so all these thoughts that we have that just pop into our head and we just think they're true, all of those actually add to any kind of mood we're having. And that's the part that we have control over. Mm. And that's where we get our power back as moms. And even if you don't have clinical depression, women have like a 28-day hormone cycle. And so we are constantly having our hormones shift. We have a lot going on, a lot of little people who are depending on us. I feel like I'm the CEO of my house because you run so many things. You are. You are. Like you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I call CEO, I'm the chief emotional officer oh. of my life also. <laughs> yes. And your children, even though we're not supposed and to manage children, yeah. our children's emotions, you're constantly trying to be like, like that. if I don't give them the red or the blue cup, then they're going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm always telling my older kids, I'm like, just give it to them. Right. So they stop screaming. Right. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're chatting with Emily McIntyre. She's a life coach talking about uh, moms who are feeling less than stellar and trying to parent at the same time. We'll take a break. More with Emily when we come back on The Mom Show. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. <laughs> and then someone hands you a baby. <laughs> this is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. We're talking about what to do when your mood is suffering as a mom. And this can kind of range anywhere from being clinically depressed to just not feeling like yourself and having a few bad days or a lot of bad days or just down, whatever the case may be. I know we just went through Valentine's Day and I think sometimes holidays like that, like I think that about Christmas too, it's supposed to be this like happy, lovely, joyful time, but a lot of women and mothers aren't feeling their best and, and kind of can get down on themselves. So I want to acknowledge uh, the group who might be in that situation right now. And even if you're just having a hard day, we all have them, right? You could use some of these tools that my guest will teach us about um, to kind of help yourself. So we're talking with Emily McIntyre. She is a life coach. She's all the way in Texas, but joining us now on the phone, Emily, thank you for being here. Yeah, it's so fun. I love being on your show. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you about some of this research I found. Now, there is some findings from the Journal of Child and Family Studies that suggest that five specific beliefs about mothering are correlated with poor, poor mental health. So essentially, what it's saying is if you believe these things, you're going to have worse mental health than if you don't believe these things. And it's specifically talking to mothers with young children, and I'm in that stage right now. I have a five-year-old and a 14-month-old, so I am in the throes of motherhood, I like to describe it. <laughs> and I know you have four kids ranging, mm -hmm. you know, from, what did you say, 11 to 3, so you're in the mm -hmm. throes of it, too. Yes. Um, so I wanted to kind of talk through these five things with you and, and get some of your thoughts on them. So the first one is called essentialism, which essentially mm -hmm. means... Mothers are the essential, most important parent. If you believe that, it's one of the things that might be contributing to poor mental health. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I 100% understand this study because our our depression is our mood, right? It's a feeling. And so it's coming from our thoughts. And if you believe this thought, it's creating a negative emotion. So my teaching with my clients is that there are no good or bad thoughts that we have, just thoughts that create positive emotions and thoughts that create negative emotions. Okay. And thoughts that serve us and thoughts that don't serve us. So this one in particular, I feel like some women might feel like that serves them. Oh, yeah, I am the most important parent. I am the one. I'm the mom. They need me. And they might drive some kind of, like, derive some kind of power and excitement from that. Yeah. But if it, if it serves you, then it's a great thought. Right. But I feel like most moms and what they're identifying is that most moms feel like I can't do it all. And right. I'm, I, if I'm the one, then I'm going to fall short. Yeah, a lot of women believe that, like, the mother is the most important parent, essentially. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, like you're saying, for some women, that could be a very great thought that helps you feel empowered to be the best mom you could be. But for others, it could be like, this is all on my shoulders. Yeah. And feel Which like heavy dread. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's- I would ask a mom, what do you feel when you think that thought? And if it's something like dread, then just throw it out. Yeah. Like you can just stop thinking that thought if you want. Yeah. You can stop believing it. Um, yeah. Okay. So the second one in this list of um, from the journal of child and family studies, that suggests five specific beliefs about mothering are correlated with poor mental health. So mm-hmm. if you believe these things, your mental health will suffer as a mom with young children, it says specifically, but a mother's happiness should come primarily from her children. So this one's fulfillment. A lot of mothers believe that their happiness comes from their children, what their children do, how they quote unquote turn out. And they mm-hmm. and and I think too, because I've been through this and I've worked through all of this, we believe that if we're not fulfilled by motherhood, something is wrong with mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Yeah, I see this too a lot with my clients because we put so much energy into raising our kids. And then we're kind of confused about what the reward or goal is. We think, like, if we did it right, then our kids are happy, successful, you know, they give back to society, they're great people, right. and they love us, and they tell us we did a good job, right? right? Right, And so when that doesn't happen, which it never does, because all of your kids are going to have a different path, and they all have their own choices, um, we feel like we failed. And so when all of your fulfillment and joy is wrapped up in how your kids turn out, it's going to be pretty rough for you. Right. And yeah, how do it's we, not the way to go. Emily, how do we change that? Because I know that logically I know that my happiness isn't dependent on how my children quote unquote turn out. But then I think if they're going to do something that's against something I want them to be doing. I think I would have mm-hmm. a really hard time being like, nope, this, this isn't because of what I've done. <laughs> right. It's hard to kind of yeah. believe that separate those things. I think that I've shifted my definition of, of why I do things. So I still show up and teach them. I still, you know, guide them in the right direction. I even give consequences and boundaries, but I do it because I love them. And that's the kind of mom I am not because I'm supposed to make them do the right thing. Right. And, and I really have, you know, struggled and, and wrapped 
my head around the idea that I want them to make mistakes and have free agency and choice. Like, it, I, there's no way I'd want to take that away from them. Yeah, that's a, that's a good place to get to because I'm like, I don't want you to feel an ounce of pain. <laughs> like, you yeah, shouldn't yeah. suffer. You shouldn't go through anything hard. I'll protect you from all of it. <laughs> that's another one that I really have thought about that, that that's not true for me. Like, right. I don't want my kids to suffer is not true. I totally want them to experience life and to learn, and that's why they're here. I know, but it's, I don't you know. like it. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> We're I know. It's easier said than done. Right. We're talking with Emily McIntyre. She is a life coach. She works with moms with depression. Uh, we're going through this list of... Uh, five specific beliefs that studies have shown if you believe some of these things as a mom with young children, you have poor mental health. We've talked about two of them. They're essentialism, which basically means mothers are the most essential parent. And two, a mother's happiness should come primarily from her children. We need to take a break, but we'll dive back into this list when we come back on The Mom Show. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning, and then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into The Mom Show. Today, thank you for joining us. I'm Lindsay Ertz. I'm joined today by Emily McIntyre. She is a life coach who works with moms who are experiencing depression. She's out of Texas, but joining us on the phone now. Emily, thank you for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so we've been talking about what to do when your mood is suffering as a mom. I know personally I experienced a postpartum mood disorder after um, my first was born. And so this was like a clinical illness that I had, right, which was postpartum anxiety and OCD. Mm-hmm. Medication helped me. Therapy helped me. And then I kind of found uh, life coaching after I kind of mm-hmm. healed from all of that and I know the program that you work in and what you teach about thoughts creating feelings and feelings driving actions has been so beneficial in my life. And so you work with moms who are experiencing some of that clinical depression on top of, you know, moms who might just be having a hard time, right? Having bad days. Yeah, absolutely. They're going through all of that and they think that maybe something's wrong with them or they feel like they can't move forward and I feel like coaching is that part where you get to be like, what next? Now I want to move forward. I want to feel better. Right. And I'm, I'm done feeling like this. Right. Yeah. So you're there to help people. Um, Okay. So we have been talking about this study I found out of the journal of child and family studies that suggests that five specific beliefs about mothering. So these are five specific thoughts, if you will, about being a mom uh, of young children. It talks about specifically, uh, in short, if you believe these things, you'll have poor mental health. And we've already discussed two of them. First, that mothers are the most essential parent, right? So more essential than fathers. And then also, number two, that a mother's happiness should come primarily from her children. And that's one I struggled with so badly becoming a mother. I really thought that just being a mom was supposed to fulfill me in life. That's what I had seen. That's what was modeled for me. That's how my mom was and is, I should say. And I really struggled when I was like, I am not loving this gig right now. And (laughs) 
So I, I really had to, to figure out one, what it was that fulfilled me and two, where fulfillment comes from. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, definitely. I think that when we know that fulfillment is something we create with our thoughts, it doesn't mean that we just have to manage our thoughts around our kids because we also have a desire to create and contribute to the world. Every human being on the planet does, even right. mamas. Right. So it, it doesn't always come just from your kids. Right. And I think it's so important to know that you can drive fulfillment somewhere else. And when you bring that joy home to your kids, it's better for everybody. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. So important. Okay. Number three on this list of uh, uh, beliefs for for moms of young children, if you believe these, they're associated with poor mental health. Number three is good mothers provide constant activities, so stimulation. Mm. And I mm-hmm. fail at this all day, every day. <laughs> and <laughs> Me I, too. I've talked about it many times on this show. I'm not the playing mom, right? Like I have a really mm-hmm. hard time getting down on the floor and just playing with my kids. I can do it sometimes. But mm-hmm. yeah, I struggled through not feeling like I was being a good mom because I wasn't constantly providing them with things to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I ask my clients always when they think they should be doing something as a mother or that's like the social norm or that's their job. I always ask them, okay, but why, why are you doing it? Right. What's your why? Because it rarely is because I just love them. And it's not because that's the kind of mom I am. It's usually because I want my kids to feel like I love them. I want my kids to turn out well. I want mm. my kids to be, you know, highly engaged people. Right. And, you know, we can create some kind of um, experience for them, but really the experience comes from what they think about it. Because right. we all know kids who come from parents who weren't very involved in their lives and they turned out to be amazing. Right. And we also know parents who were very involved and their kids they live at home and they don't want to do anything like it's right. It's always their choice. Right. And so I think that it's also kind of a way to feel truly burnt out when you're showing up constantly for your kids in an effort to make them be a certain way because we never had that control anyways. Right. And I think that's so important to pay attention to why you're doing it. Is it because you want them to feel a certain way or is it because mm-hmm. you want to feel a certain way? And even if you want to feel like you're a good mom, question the belief do good moms play? Like, yes. can there be good moms who don't play? Yes. Because I would like consider my new... myself one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are my new favorite thoughts. Is like, maybe a mom that really loves her kids does yell. Right. Like, because I do love my kids and I yell. Right. So maybe I'm wrong about all of it. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Yes. Right. Okay. Number um, f- uh, four. So these are beliefs that uh, if if you believe some of these, they say uh, as a mom with young children, this is associated with poor mental health. If you believe that parenting is the most difficult job, mm-hmm. which I kind of still believe that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think it's one of the hardest jobs, which is why I struggle with it so much. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said earlier, you know, if it serves you, then it's a great thought. Right. Like, for me, sometimes it makes me have compassion for myself. Like, parenting is the hardest job. Of course I need a nap every day. Right, right, right. (laughs) But other times I feel like it makes me feel like a victim in my own life, like I didn't choose it. Sure. And so when, 
you know, it's okay. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I want to indulge and just feel like this is the worst and it's so hard and I'm struggling and that's fine. Yeah. But at least I know that when I'm ready to stop feeling that way, that I'm the creator of it. Right. That because I was thinking this is the hardest job ever and I have to do it, I was creating a feeling of obligation and resentment. But when I'm ready to be done feeling that way, I can totally decide something else that I believe also. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to see, though, that your thought is not true. Absolutely. Right? Totally. Like, I would say oftentimes yeah. it's hard to see, like, no, I have all this evidence for the fact that parenting is so hard. And maybe you don't want to let go of that because, like you said, it's serving you. But right. if you yeah. are feeling like, okay. Uh, I think that you keep it. Like, I yeah. think when we challenge thoughts that are really hard to see as just thoughts, I think we keep them. We just say, parenting is hard and that's okay. Right. Like, parenting is hard is just a thought. Or parenting is hard, but I got this. Right. It's the hardest job, but I got this. So we don't have to fight this thing that we believe so much. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. Okay, perfect. And then we're talking with Emily McIntyre, by the way. She is a life coach. She works with moms with depression. We're talking about this list of uh, five beliefs that mothers with young children, the research shows that if you believe these things, they're associated with poor mental health. The last one on the list is child's needs always come before your own. So child-centered beliefs. And I've challenged this a few times on the show. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a large cultural message that we get. Good mothers Mm -hmm. are all self-sacrificing, right? This is Mm -hmm. kind of like if you don't want to sacrifice for your kids or if you don't sacrifice for your kids, that makes you a bad mom. And I would would challenge that because I know that being the best version of myself is the absolute best thing I can do for my kids. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that means being away from them. (laughs) Like sometimes Mm -hmm. that means going to do something by myself. And so, and a lot of times it looks like choosing my career because mm-hmm. that's what I want in addition to my kids out of my life, right? So right. Right. This, yeah, this notion that mothers are all self-sacrificing, I just think is not serving us very well. Well, and it's interesting because I think that originally we do that with the goal of being selfless. Right, 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 yeah. But I think it ends up being selfish. Yeah. Because what happens when you don't take care of your own needs and then you try to serve your family from an empty cup, you're continuing to give and give and give, you end up feeling burnt out or resentful or frustrated or overwhelmed. And then what happens is we need everyone around us to fix that for us. Right. Like husbands, it's your fault. Or kids, it's your fault. Or maybe it's because... I don't have enough hours in the day, or maybe it's because my parents live out of state and we're left with nothing to do because we can't change people Mm -hmm. and we can't change where we live. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this idea that it's a selfless thing to do um, really needs to be flipped on its head because we need to take care of our own needs so that other people don't. And it really shows up this way in our marriage as well. If we don't take care of our own needs, then we are either blaming ourselves or we need them to fill in the gap. Yes. We need them to make us feel fulfilled or like we're enough instead of going out and like being on the radio and creating your own show and 
having confidence that you are enough and what you're doing is amazing because you created that. Right. And none of that means you neglect your children. Like that's certainly not what we're saying by, you know, yeah, you just put your (laughs) needs before your kids. That's fine. Like we're not saying neglect your children. (laughs) I don't think that's what anyone's saying, but you can absolutely 100% be a good mom and take care of your children and not like be with them a hundred percent of the time. Yes. And I may think about being on a plane and you always put your oxygen on first. Right. It's just like, it's kind of common sense. Like, well, yeah, duh. Then you have to take care of your kids, but it's the same in life. Yeah. We have to take care of ourselves in order to be there for our family. And that does equal time. Like you will have to take time away from your kids. Right. Right. We're talking with Emily McIntyre. She is a life coach calling us all the way from Texas. Uh, Emily, we need to take a break. More when we come back on The Mom Show. Back inside The Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. We've been having a lovely discussion with Emily McIntyre. She is a life coach. She works with moms who are depressed, who are experiencing depression. Emily, thank you for joining me today on The Mom Show. Yes, it's so fun. Okay, so uh, how how do you find your your moms? How do moms find you, I guess I should say? <laughs> um, I They can find me through going to my website, which is um, the limitlessfemalecoaching.com. And also on my podcast, which is the Limitless Female Podcast. Okay, perfect. And what's the difference between a life coach and a therapist? Because I know a lot of people hear the word life coach and there's like eye rolling and people are like, life coach, cool. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. need a life coach, right? <laughs> but there is a difference yeah. between a life coach and then a therapist. Yeah. Well, I think life coaching, I can't speak, you know, for a therapist because I'm not one, but I think that life coaching is really forward focused. Um, we don't do a lot of like talk therapy. Um, it's we're really looking at what is creating your unhappiness today, because a lot of us have lots of stories we've created from our past, or lots of hard things have happened in our past, and we're still hurting from those things. Except those things aren't still happening. Mm. It's our thoughts about them that are still happening. And so we just feel stuck. Mm. And so we get to do a lot of work on that. And instead of just being at a zero because medication, you know, got you to normal, we want to take you to a 10. I want to take you to a 10 and create a life that is intentional, not just happening to you, but happening for you and on purpose. Okay, that's really cool. So people can find you at Limitless Female. Uh, I know you're on Instagram, and then you have a podcast and a website as well. Okay, so yeah. we've been talking about um, what to do when you're feeling depressed, when you are depressed, and essentially you're talking about how you can uh, work on your thoughts on top of the fact that you have depression, and that's sort of what mm-hmm. you help your clients do. Now, mm-hmm. um We've also talked about this list of uh, research that shows that if you believe sort of these five things, it's associated with poorer mental health. And some of these things are like mothers are the most important parent. A mother's happiness should come primarily from her children. Child's needs always come before your own. So we kind of worked through some of those and busted some of those myths. But, Emily, now I want to know how do you know if you're doing a good job? As a mom, because a lot of people would say, oh, well, look at my kids. They're so well behaved. And I think we need to flip that notion 
on its head that the definition of a good mom <laughs> comes from how your children turn out or what they're doing or or what what their life looks like, right? Right. And it's kind of a trap because our kids get to choose what their life looks like. So, you know, we can keep doing that. We can absolutely keep judging our um, ability to parent based on how our kids are turning out, except for then we might be let down and we won't be able to keep showing up for our kids. When they um, throw a pencil at the teacher at school, we're going to feel shame and like we're the worst. And then what kind of dinner are we going to make for our kids? Are we going to pour cereal or are we going to make what we had on the menu? Both are fine, but we don't get to show up as who we really want to be because we're trying to take action from shame and not enoughness, which is a word that I made up. Not so. enoughness. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Not enoughness. And like you said on the break, to me, you get to decide what it means to be a good mom. Yes. Like, there is no definition. We can't prove it. So think something that's going to serve you. Right. I love this concept because for so long, I just believed everything that society and my culture was telling me to believe. And I would yes. say that it took me a really long time. And I still probably struggle with some of the beliefs, but... Just, you know, I really struggled with feeling like these children were supposed to fulfill me and motherhood was supposed to be like the end all be all in my life. And I still feel a little bit of like, am I a good mom? Because (laughs) there's a lot of other things I also want to do. Um, But once I kind of dialed into I get to decide what it means to be a good mom and I took my definition like so basic, Emily. It's like, did yeah. I offer them food today? Did yeah, exactly. I, and not not did they eat? Because my kids can go like three days right. without eating. It's did I yeah. offer them food, right? Whether or not they eat is not in my control. Yeah. Um, I think that our new definition has to, has to only include us. Yes. It cannot include them. Yes. Our result has to always be us. Yes. Another one is, did I show love? Not did they feel love, but did I show love? Yes. So awesome. Right? Yeah. We, we have to bring it back to us. Did yeah. I do the things I want to do? Did I try to love them? And awesome. Yeah. And I love how basic it is. You know, did they get fed and clothed? We're all set. Right. Sometimes that's all I can do. <laughs> Seriously. Everything is good. Yeah. And obviously, there are things that kind of bombard me, you know, out of life where I start to question like, Ugh, am I being a good mom right now? But I just kind of bring yes. it back to that definition where I'm like, listen, they're clothed. They're fed. <laughs> they're, yes. you know, I taught and- them something and I validated emotions. I didn't like scream my head off for too much of the time today. Yes. And I feel like what this work does for my clients the most is it allows them to validate how they feel because you have a chemical imbalance or your hormones are shifted, right? Something's going on. So it allows them to be like, yes, I'm feeling down and that's okay. And it also gives them the power to change it. Right. So I think that's the most powerful work a mom can do so that she can love on her kids. It's so important. Emily McIntyre is a life coach. Uh, her program is called Limitless Female. Emily, if people want to find you once again, where do they go? They can go to LimitlessFemaleCoaching.com or they can find me on my podcast, Limitless Female. Thank you for taking the time to join me today on The Mom yes. Show. Such, it was so fun. Thank such you, a fun chat. We'll be back next week on The Mom Show.